Genesis chapter 26. Now, there was a famine in the land, besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And like father, like son, Isaac went to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, to Gerar. Genesis 26.1. Now, it was to Abimelech that Abraham went, but certainly not the same one that Isaac went to, because this is a hundred years later, more than a hundred years later. So Abimelech was sort of a title of the king of the Philistines. And so Isaac went to the land of the Philistines. And the Lord appeared to him and said, don't go down to Egypt. Dwell in the land which I tell you of. Genesis 26, 2. Now, this is God's direct command. Don't go down to Egypt. Dwell in the land that I show you. Sojourn in the land, and I will be with you and will bless you and your seed. I'm going to give you these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father, and I will make your seed to multiply as the stars of the heaven, and I will give to your seed all these countries, and in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Genesis 26, 3 and 4. And so now God visits Isaac as he is going over to the land of the Philistines. God comes in to him and visits and reiterates to Isaac the promise he made to Abraham. The land is going to be yours. I'm going to multiply your seed. But then the heart of the thing is, through your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Not plural, but singular, referring to Jesus Christ. So the promise of the Messiah to come down through Isaac. And so it is reiterated, the promise that he had made to Abraham. Now that same covenant and promise is passed on to Isaac at, at this particular time in his life. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Genesis 26, 5. So really it is because of Abraham that the promises come, and Isaac is the beneficiary even of his father's faithfulness. And Isaac dwelled at Gerar. Now the men of the place asked him about his wife, and he said, Again, like father, like son, she is my sister, for he feared to say she is my wife, lest the men of the place would kill him for Rebekah, because she was still beautiful to look upon. And it came to pass, when he had been there a long time, that Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, looked out at the window and saw, and behold, Isaac was sporting with Rebekah, his wife making love. And Abimelech called Isaac and said, Behold, of a surety, she is your wife. How is it that you said she is your sister? And Isaac said to him, Because I said, Lest I die for her. And Abimelech said, What is this that you have done to us? One of the people might have lightly have laid with your wife, and then you would have brought guiltiness upon us all. And Abimelech charged all of his people, saying, He that touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Then Isaac sowed in the land and received in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Genesis 26, 6-12. So the king put out a protective custody over him, saying no one was to touch him or his wife. And Isaac went out and sowed and planted, and God blessed it, and he reaped a hundredfold from his planting. And Isaac waxed great, and went forward, and grew until he became very great. For he had a possession of flocks, and a possession of herds, and a great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him. 
for all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham, the Philistine Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go from us, for you are much mightier than we. Genesis 26, 13 through 16. So the th same thing that happened to Abraham, they saw the blessing and the work of God upon his life, and they became fearful of Abraham. And now Abimelech is doing the same thing concerning Isaac, seeing the fact that God's hand is so much upon him and the greatness of his wealth and all, he became fearful and they asked him to leave. And so Isaac departed from there and he pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and he dwelt there and Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham, and he called the names after the names which his father had called them. And Isaac's servant, servants dug in the valley, and they found there an artesian well. And the herdmen of Gerar did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Strife, because they strove with him. And he dug another well, and they strove for that also. And so he called it contention. And so he removed there, from there, and he dug another well. And for that one, they did not strive. And he called it roominess. For he said, the Lord has made room for all of us, and, he will be, and we will be fruitful in the land. So he went up from there to Beersheba, and the Lord appeared to him in the same night and said, Genesis twenty six seventeen through 24. Now, again, God is appearing to him just like he appeared earlier as he returned. Now, though I am the God of Abraham, your father, fear not, for I am with you and you will bless and I will bless you and multiply your seed for my servant Abraham's sake. Genesis twenty six twenty four. Fear not, for I am with you. The presence of God in our lives should be sufficient to dispel all fears. We only get frightened when we forget that God is with us. If you get all filled up with fear and just all shook and upset, it means one thing. You've forgotten that God is with you. Fear not, God said, for I am with you. How many times had God made that the basis of dispelling fear? Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will help you. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will hold these by the right hand of my righteousness. Isaiah 41.10 The Lord is my helper, David cried. Of whom shall I be afraid? Fear not, I am with you. And for Abraham's sake, I'm going to bless you. And so Isaac built an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord. And he pitched his tent there, and there Isaac's servants dug a well. And then Abimelech came to him from Gerar with Ahuzath, one of his friends, and Phicol, the chief captain of his army, which is the title of the army general. And Isaac said to them, Hey, why have you come to me, seeing you hate me and you kick me out? And they said, We have seen that the Lord is certainly with you. And we said, let us now make a treaty between us, a covenant with you, that you will not hurt us, for we didn't touch you, and we have done nothing to you but good, and we have sent you away in peace, and now you're blessed of the Lord. And so he made them a feast, and they did eat and drink. And they rose up in the morning and swore one to another, and Isaac sent them away, and they departed from him 
in peace. And it came to pass the same day that Isaac's servants came and told him concerning the well which they had dug. And they said, We have found water. And so he called it Sheba. Therefore the name of the city is Beersheba to this day. And Esau was forty years old when he took a wife, Judith, the daughter of Beeri, the Hittite, and Bashemeth, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, which were a grief in the mind to Isaac and Rebekah. Genesis 26, 25 through 35. So Esau, 40 years old now, and he married a couple of girls of the Canaanites from the Hittite tribe. And these girls were just a headache to Rebekah and to Isaac. Probably were so endued with the customs of their culture and all, and probably their own gods that they worshipped that it was just a heartbreak for Rebecca and Isaac. There wasn't really good fellowship with these daughters-in-law. There was just too much diversity for them to be close and have a close fellowship. So they became sort of a burden and a heartache to Rebecca and Isaac. And that is why, one of the reasons why, they encouraged Jacob to go back and to get his bride from the family of Abraham, back in the area of Haran again. Because Esau's brides, they were just a mess and brought no joy to Isaac and Rebekah. Father, your word is a sword and a shield to our life. Let our life rest in your comfort and your protection. Give us peace, Lord, as we walk in this wicked world. Peace to live for your name and for your glory. And as your word says in Matthew, we are the salt of the earth forever and ever we pray in Jesus name. Amen.